Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Winter, spring, summer, fall, seasons change, we still keep it together. Hey Beverly Hills 90210 fans, are you ready to dive deep? Episode by episode. Storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host, Charles <laughs> Rose. Did I say that? Harry Mullen. thing about the, the, the real person, and we go, what? We'll get rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crushworthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we are back here uh, on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. And I'm excited because we have uh, Jennifer Grant with us, uh, Celeste. Uh, but first, Charles, you're in a different location. All good with you uh, in, in your world? Yes, I'm down. The, I have to tell my sister, uh, but first, are you listening to this podcast on there? You got to go downstairs because I can't hear it. I'm ahead of you or you're behind me. But I'm at the most beautiful house. You'd all want to live here. And I'm talking to everyone around the world. It's it's just down the block from Larry Mullen, who also has a really nice space. But this is a whole big old house right by the channel in the marina. And when you live in Venice, your power is going to go out. But this is the first time it ever did right before showtime. So I ran down to my sister's house and uh, got on, what, about two and a half minutes before uh, ago? Yeah. <laughs> it was bound to happen to somebody eventually. Yeah, uh, I, I called Melanie and said, guess what? I, I, you probably pegged me as the first one who would have to call you. It's <laughs> uh, hey, and we also have our fashion expert, Perry Samitin, back with us. How are you, Perry, in New York? Things are going okay? Things are okay. Very Things cool. are okay. I mean... Yeah. Crazy like the rest of the country for obvious reasons, but <laughs> right. otherwise things are just fine. Cool. Hey, before we get into this episode, uh, Charles and I had a really a lot of fun uh, on Patreon this week talking with Amy Spees and Noelle Parker, who was in a season one episode. I'm going to show you a little clip. You can find this on Patreon. But for the first time, we loved this conversation so much. We are going to uh, let it loose on for all of you as a bonus episode so coming soon but here's a, a small clip uh from that interview so i was telling peter that when we when i auditioned for that part i mean it was really early in the series right it was like the second show yeah. ever. Second episode, yes. yeah. and, and we produced and, the pilot and then two episodes yeah. right right and and i was um super like body conscious and insecure, which is so weird for an actress to have those, you know, qualities. But I remember that the director asked me in the audition, like, oh, would you be comfortable wearing a bikini? And I was like, no, I, I would not be comfortable wearing a bikini. And she was like, well, it's good. like, it'll be a really far away shot. Like, it'll be from a 
far away, so you won't have to worry. And I was like, all right, you know, we'll see, whatever. We'll see how this goes. And I was like, I'll wear shorts and a, and a bathing suit top, but no, I'm not. And, you know, then I ended up like in wardrobe with them, like, okay, let's fit you for a bikini. And I was like, no, and <laughs> so scary. And then they, you know, I get on the set to, it was like one of my first day shooting and I get on the set and it's all lit and everybody's at, you know, in place. And they're like, okay, you're on the diving board. And the camera is literally like six inches from my body. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not a long shot. <laughs> it, was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Hey, and I, you know, I didn't say hello to Jennifer Grant. Hello, Jennifer Grant. How are hello. you? <sighs> and look at everybody. Is, everybody is saying in the chats here, Jennifer Grant is still smart and beautiful after all these years. Uh, love her character. So uh, people are just so excited. I told you this the other day, Jennifer, when we when we uh, started to have guest stars come on, your name just kept coming up nonstop. You need Celeste. We need Celeste. So we deliver here on this show. <laughs> that makes me feel so good. Truly, thank you. It's thank awesome you. Uh, having you here. All right, let's talk about uh, Charles, the character of Celeste. Where did uh, all that sort of come from? Do you, do you remember? Yes, I do. And I'm going to kick it off to the person who, uh, the, the good friend of, uh, what is it, Bobby Pentalfo? Is that uh, me? <laughs> the game show. We had two of those kind of studio audiences, one with Rosie and then this one. So we got this one now. So I get Jessica will know. I'll let her uh, take over. It was very funny for me to watch the show again because I had forgotten about Bobby Pandolfo. And it, it, before Steve and I had done 90210, before we had done soaps, before we'd done primetime television, we had done game shows. We did every kind of television there was, including game shows. And Tony Pandolfo was the contestant coordinator on a show we did. And the guy who played the host of Love at First Sight mm -hmm. was the host of the show we had worked on. We just hired him. And it was it was funny to see it again and be reminded about all this. But the the notion that Steve would meet his dream girl on a game show just tickled us. And you really gave you brought up the class element in that uh, casting completely. And uh, yes, no question. There wasn't I mean, much, but there so wasn't beautiful. much of a. Nothing much of, and I know I keep saying this to you, Pete, but it really is true how we ran casting. The person would walk, you know, we had a good casting director. We, she did a lot of work and we were always so blessed and lucky. And you walk through the door, you know who it's supposed to be. And it was, I don't remember any kind of uh, question, Jen. There was not a you? question. No. There was not a question that it was going to be Jennifer. And it was, I in watching uh, these episodes, it reminded me how sad I was to see Celeste go. As so far nice. as I was concerned, so nice. Celeste was going to stay come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I I'm glad you all knew in my audition. I What I remember from my audition, honestly, I got the call from my agent. And it was very, very early in my acting career. I'd been on maybe, maybe 10 auditions. And... I got the call and I thought 902 what I like oh I don't know I don't I don't know if I if I could do it do I 
do I look the part? Do I? And they said, go. But I was at the dentist and I was numb. My whole mouth was numb. And they said, these are the two hours that you can go. And I went, okay. So I showed up with my, you know, puffy lip. I don't know if you remembered that. Maybe my, maybe it was a what? Maybe I pulled it off, and you, you didn't notice. But I, I was completely numb. Well, what you didn't realize, Jennifer, is those in the room who were watching you audition, we were all numb too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Jennifer, I want to ask you, obviously, uh, uh, you know, you come from an incredible family. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, growing up and uh, being a, being in that Hollywood world? I, I, we talked the other day. I don't think that they wanted you to really get into acting, right? Not at all. No. Um, my parents really fought to keep me away from photographers, like my whole life, because dad really was like royalty in this. Yes, I wanted to say that because we haven't said there is there is royalty in of Hollywood in Beverly Hills. And I grew up in that era of royalty uh, where Dean Martin lived there and there was his son Dino and Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball lived there and there was Desi Arnaz Jr. who actually went to Beverly High for, for a year. But uh, when I think of Hollywood royalty, I, I pretty much start with Cary Grant. And so uh, to make it clear that that's the G-R-A-N-T. And then Diane Cannon is, uh, is a well-known uh, actress, person, your mother, and a great Laker fan. So, yeah. Yes, she is. <laughs> so, you know, Dad knew all about the business, but he, when I was born, he retired to raise me and um, he really didn't want to see me go into the business at all and nor did my mother. So I went on the academic path um, and I went to Stanford and I thought I was going to be a lawyer and my senior year, my dad passed away and hmm. it just um, rocked me to my core. And I just, I was, I had a job with a law firm in, in San Francisco coming up and I just wanted to go home. I just wanted to go home and reassess. So, Can I ask you what year that was? That was in 1988. And what was home? Where were you living then? Home? Well, I moved into an apartment in Brentwood um, with a girlfriend from Stanford. And I took a bunch of different jobs. Um, I was a cook for a while. And I worked at the Holly Hollywood Park racetrack. I organized Good times, um, good races. times. Yeah, and then I took an acting class, and I just, uh -oh. <laughs> like everything in me just went, oh, thank God. Like, this is what, I understand this. Something in me just really understood it. But, I, but I'm, super, I'm so grateful to the 9.2.0 because it was my break. It was my break. You guys gave me my break. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. And so then we're doing this game show and you come to the set and you get cast. Do, do you remember meeting Aaron Spelling at all? I do. Yes. What was yeah, that? About? I, you know what? He was very kind and, and the whole room was kind. Honestly, it was an, it was kind of a gentle audition. Um, yeah. But I met him there and I met him subsequently. Him. Yeah. Nice. 
And they bring you on to do this, and I guess you find out you're, what you're going to be doing. Uh, you know this stuff with the game show. What did you think of uh, the of the script and all that stuff? Were you excited to? It to- was so much fun. I mean, look, I'm still hooked on Bachelor and Bachelorette. Like, <laughs> that was, you know, like love at first sight. Here you go. There's three men. One of them's your the right person. It just it, it kind of teased up that romantic feeling, you know, and I could buy right in, especially, you know. A lot, of, there, a lot of kids from Beverly Hills went on, Beverly Hills High School, Beverly Hills, was on the dating game. They were, you know, they were the young people of Los Angeles in those first few years. So the love at first sight, I thought really, you know, captured that. And as someone who was watching the episode, I had, you know, it was almost what we had set up because we had we had, had a pattern and we did it in this one of the summer episodes where if Brandon and Steve were interested in the same girl, mm-hmm. the girl's going to go to Brandon. It's just going to happen because Brandon's Brandon and Steve is Steve. So this was a reverse on it. And it also then allowed us to have Steve bring you to the prom, which I think probably was in the back of our minds somewhere. That's how we used to roll, Jessica, I think probably. We would plan these things, yes. Um, I want to show you uh, who you first meet, though. Here's a a scene with you and uh, Jason. Excuse me. Do you know where the ladies' room is? No, not really. I'm sorry. I I thought you worked here. No. Are you a contestant? Sort of. I kind of got roped into this. (laughs) Me too. So you're a contestant, too? Yeah. I guess we probably aren't supposed to be talking to each other. I could wind up your dream date or something. I wouldn't complain. Me either. By the way, I'm Celeste Lundy. Hi, Celeste. I'm Brandon. Brandon Walsh. Brandon. They're looking for us. They want to split us up into groups. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll see you later. Whoa, who's this? Oh, sorry. Steve, Celeste. Celeste, Steve. Hi. Hello. Well... Good luck, Brandon. So, Jason Priestley walking in, that's a pretty, I don't know if that's the order of events in which you shot first, but that was pretty cool to walk into something that was so big and successful um, at that time. Do you remember working with Jason? Absolutely, I do. Yeah. Like a lightning bolt of energy. Like everything he does, he just, he just, of being, he just he, he puts you at ease immediately. He made everything light and fun. Um, yeah, I'm really. I'm hearing some feedback. Yeah, I'm hearing. I don't that, know if that's off of. No, I think that's. Um, I think that might be Chuck at the the ocean. <laughs> Let's okay, see. Okay. Down there, I'm going to have to be the mean old uncle and say, hey, we're making a show here. <laughs> Get off my fans. Uh, really, really cool stuff. And then, you know, doing all this stuff. I noticed you- something in this thing, though. It was interesting. I, I want to know. Uh, and I want to know this from Jessica and Chuck, too, because in seeing that shot, now you weren't a short heel in that shot. Is that correct? Perry, is that correct? She's wearing some heels in that shot because the first shot, and this is uh, directed by, uh, I think, Richard Lang. Is it, no, no, this is, what, yeah, Rich, who did this? I don't one? remember which one. This is uh, Perfectly Perfect. Oh, this is, uh, this is Bethany. This is Bethany. Ah, yeah. Bethany Rooney. Um, right. I notice 
you look taller than Jess, J uh, Jason. I do Jason. look taller. I noticed that too. Okay, so yeah. obviously you weren't going to end up with Jason. You're going to end up with uh, I am taller. But this was only something I remember, just to give a side note here in casting. And it, it cut the talent pool down for women a lot because a lot of our gentlemen were not as tall. They were they were height challenged. So we always had to keep a certain certain per perspective on stuff so we wouldn't have to go toward Apple boxes, as we know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And Jason, as a director, understands what Apple boxes were. <laughs> and I was wondering if there were Apple boxes used in the close-ups in this, but I'm not going to ask you. There were no Apple boxes. Yeah, I think they to the camera. I noticed yeah. that too, Larry. It was yeah. not, usually when you do an over, I'm not a director, I never wanted to be a director, but when you do an over, you keep it both even, and this right. one, yeah, yeah. And it was a tilt, so. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you look fabulous. It's unbelievable. I was saying earlier, you, you became like the show's Christy Brinkley. You were the dream girl, the girl we always see, and and that's what's so uh, heartbreaking for stupid I, and, I mean, stupid Steve, that he right. blows it anyway. Yeah, you show. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, I wanted to point that out. When Larry says, "I'm not looking at Brandon. I don't care what height he is at that point." Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. Just something else. Just a great, great entrance. Yeah. Here's a little bit of this stuff with you guys uh, in the game show. Pretend you're a famous plastic surgeon, and you can transplant parts of any of the three of us from one to the other. Make the perfect woman. Ah, that's, that's, that's a tough one. You're all very beautiful girls. I think if I had to rearrange anything, I'd, uh, I'd make you all look like Celeste. Well, I guess we know who Brendan has his eye on. And we'll be back for more Love at First Sight. What are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? I'm playing the game. Well, you're not playing the game. You're hurting it on Celeste. So? That's the game. Steve, I can't help it if we're both hot for the same girl. I knew this would happen. No, you didn't know this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. I told him you wouldn't listen to me. That's because you're a puppy. <laughs> I love that relationship. I love yeah. that relationship. I feel like I know that with girls and guys. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That's the trends. I mean, so do you know at this point, I'm curious, uh, Jennifer, I almost just called you Celeste. I keep doing that. Uh, <laughs> all right with me. Do you know at this point that you're going to come back a bunch of times for the show? Or no, what, what? I did not. No, it became recurring. It didn't start out. Oh, interesting. I remember, remember, that. remember that, Jessica? I didn't remember that. Yeah, it was. That was thrilling. That was yeah. a thrill when I got that call from my agent that it had. Well, it, I think it started with two part with two episodes, and then it turned into more. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. You did start with two. That's what I was saying to Jessica. I, it would be hard for me to believe that we would not already put you into episode 28, I think it was. <laughs> 28, 27. Yeah. Whatever, 27. The, whatever the prom was, we needed yeah. you. We yeah. needed you for that. So that's probably why the first mm -hmm. two, and then it was all so great that, yeah, let's keep it going. Mm -hmm. Night to remember. You know, I noticed, guys, that Richard Lang directed a couple of these episodes we watched. He, we, he really did a good job in these episodes. I, the night that I were, uh, he did the. Uh, uh, the night to remember the prom episode, and then he did one we also that uh, you sent along, which I think was uh, I want to say Radio Days. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. So he did a no, great Richard job. He's very, gone now. 
I, I enjoyed him. And then when we go up to San Francisco, you know, it, it, the episode where he's, he's had just too much of everything, Brandon, and he goes up to San Francisco. That was also Richard Lang. Mm -hmm. And I think I it was, yeah. I was going to say, I remember when we were doing the prom episode, Tom Victor, our designer, said, what's the theme of this prom? And we said, uh, prom. <laughs> and he said, he came back like the next day and said, how about a night to remember? And we said, oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> my, my daughters were the only girls in West Los Angeles to have bought mitzvahs that weren't themed. There was no theme party. Let's go theme. You're Jewish. She is a party. You know? <laughs> my daughter, too. Yeah, I want to show uh, another scene before we get to a night to remember of you and Steve after the game show. Uh, mm -hmm. You guys go to the limo and all that. So here's a little bit of that. I can't do this tonight. I've got a birthday party to go to. Hey! You make a great looking couple. Look, I can't do this tonight. I have other plans. What do you mean you have other plans? I mean, I have other plans. Nobody said anything to me about tonight. I can't do this. Steve, you signed the release forms, didn't you? Didn't you read it, huh? No time to get cold feet now. <laughs> if you don't want to go through with this, that's okay. No, no, it's not okay. Do you know how much this dream date set us back on? Huh? You're going, you're gonna have a great time, and you're gonna come back and tell us all about it. Look, my job is on the line here, bud, so just shut up and get in that car. Bye. This is some dream date. I don't believe this. No one said anything to me about going out right after the show. Did you know about this? Yeah, sure. They explained it all to us over and over. Nobody explained anything to me. Well, as long as we're here, can't you at least try to enjoy it? Celeste, you don't understand. It's my best friend's 18th birthday party tonight, and I'm not there. Well, what time's the party? Maybe you can still make it. The cake's supposed to be at midnight. So that still gives us tons of time. We'll go get our dinner over with, dance a few dances, smile for the camera and say goodnight. How long could that take? You mean that? It's your best friend's birthday. You've got... You are like the greatest girlfriend ever. I was going to say, she's the greatest <laughs> girlfriend ever. It just gets more, as you see more episodes, it gets better. You guys wrote someone who was very sweet... But had some fire too. Oh yeah, there was some fire there too. There was like oh, yeah, you fun, but then yeah, yeah, you know how Ian says sometimes, you know, I hated my character. <laughs> I think it was these scenes he was thinking about. Not he didn't always hate his character, but he couldn't believe sometimes just what a how he wrote him to be so insensitive, you know, and and a bore. And uh, he was man on this one. Oh, totally. He's got this dream date with, uh, you know, with Celeste, and he's complaining about it. Yeah. You, know, you know, I have to flattering moment. I don't know if you picked out the clip where they kissed the first time, Pete, but uh, uh, Bethany Rooney, who I, I love her work, only covered it with one angle, which I was very disappointed in. As you know, I like to look at the kisses, and this kiss—it's uh, shot over. It's shot on on uh, on uh, Celeste's back, so you don't you just kind of see them together. And I think you know maybe Ian just 
he was so caught up in the moment. He didn't, he didn't take enough advantage of the moment is what I'm thinking here. I think there should have been more in the kiss. I don't know about you, Jennifer. We, we'd like to rate some of the kisses here. But what is this weeping? It's you who like to rate it. What's in the kiss? Yeah. Rate the kiss. Oh, what I will say is I was very nervous because it was my first on-screen kiss. Wow. Um, oh. And I remember it became very easy to kiss him. I would get lost. I would, yeah, that was it. So yeah. it was a good kiss. It yeah, was good. Oh, excellent. It was a good kisser. I was really glad I'd chosen him. Not yeah. a smoker. Like, <laughs> Good, like oh, good yeah. high Oh, yeah, Jason's like, cigarettes. That's everything. right. And Luke would be smoking, yeah. too. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, and brought me right into the moment. Forgot I was acting. Well, let me ask you about working with Ian. Was it a, Was he just, he's really sweet here. We love having him when he stops by. Um, what was it like working with him? You know what? He is what he is. Like he, there's, not, there's not a facade there. He's a sweetheart. Um he has integrity and he's goofy and fun and a gentleman. Yeah. 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 The chemistry with you two is really on point. It's really, really uh, pretty awesome to see. Uh, we did ask some people on Patreon for some questions and uh, our friend Kristen McIsaac wants to know if your mom offered any advice about the industry when you booked your role on 90210. Good question, Kristen. I wish I had something specific that she'd said. I think she, I think she just told me to enjoy myself. I think she just wanted me to, to have a good time. You know, she was against me going into the business, but once I got in, then she said, "Okay, just enjoy it." Yeah, yeah. yeah not not a tip on you know the lighting or hair or right. things like that you know <laughs> yeah. that uh, Gary could probably tell us more about that but more <laughs> enjoy yourself yeah uh, but that's probably the kind of advice that you needed right I think so just to help me um, let my guard down totally yeah, because I've been taught to be back 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 you don't go in the in the limelight yeah. Um, and it it gave me some permission. Yeah. For sure. All right. Let's show you now. You do get to go to prom. You guys all referenced it earlier. I'm going to show you some clips. We know that prom doesn't go well for everybody here. Uh, this is your experience that evening. Are you Kelly? Yeah. I'm Celeste. Steve's told me a lot about you. Oh, that could be dangerous. <laughs> Only good things. In fact, if I didn't know better, I'd wonder if he was still crazy about you. Well, that was a long time ago. But Steve is a great guy. Don't believe a word she says about me. Here's to the two most beautiful women I've ever known. I can't believe I'm actually doing this. So much for school rules. Well, come on, Kel. It's your prom night. It's never going to happen again, so bottoms up. Let's call for alcohol. Uh, Steve, I don't know if we should. I mean, what about all the no drinking of prom stuff? Come on, we're not at the prom yet. Besides... You have to excuse this kid, see? He's graduating a year early. He hasn't figured life out yet. Wait, Steve, Dave is right. What if we get caught? <laughs> We're not going to get caught, Donna. Just having a couple glasses of champagne. Besides, if you don't plan on showing the bottle to Mrs. Teasley, who's going to know? Well, I guess you're right. Drink up, kitties. 
Okay, can I make a toast? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, it's the first time I've ever made a toast, so here goes. To a night that we will all remember for the rest of our lives. Better believe it. Uh, we, uh, left something in the limo. Oh. Well, make sure you come back inside in time for the raffle. We'll be there, Mrs. Tate. Okay. Later, Mrs. Tate. Donna, get up. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, this is the most one of the most iconic episodes in the history of the show, I would say. And you're right in the middle of all of this. So there's a bunch of things to talk about here. Let's start with acting with uh, Jenny Garth. Uh, you get to do some stuff there with her and uh, Kelly. And somebody asked on Patreon where the girls are all welcoming and all that stuff. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I found the whole group really welcoming. You could definitely tell um, that it was a group that had worked together and they were all close. And in that sense, I I felt a bit insecure, you know, but everyone was entirely welcoming. Yeah, and I got, on, I got on really well with the girls. I tend to stay to myself a bit in the beginning. I remember I'd be, you know, sitting in my dressing room and someone would come by and knock and say, we're going to... I don't know, watch a show or do whatever they were going to do in between. And sometimes I would go, but sometimes I would say just out of my own shyness, but I definitely felt involved. And I always, I always remember when we did the episode in Malibu at the carnival. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. um, Shannon and I in between just rode that ridiculous I don't know what the name of it is. The thing goes around and around as it's going around the cart, like you're in a cage. Okay. We thought it was hilarious to do that, like in between cake. <laughs> run and do that for a while. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. You were going to say, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say just for one second, and as you're looking at the people at home or something or the different places, I'm going to move for a second. And just that behind me is not wallpaper. That is the sun setting over the Pacific Ocean. Oh, that's beautiful. Charles, look at that. Oh, my God. Look at this. Wow. We even get this kind of stuff happening here on the show, right? Larry, do you love this stuff? Right? I, I do. I do. Um, Did it work? The outfit she's wearing. <laughs> That was stupid. It didn't work. Oh, we should talk about the prom dresses. The prom no, no, dresses it worked. Jessica awesome. showed her. Jessica showed her kitchen as well. To, as you gave an example of what your background looked like, Charles. Jessica, I see. I see. Yeah. Well, I'm at my sister's house. She's the one that gets the good sunsets, and Larry gets them too. But I, I, I'm holed up in my room. Larry, before we we're at the we're halfway through. Before we talk about dresses. Before, before we talk about the dresses, when Chuck just showed that beautiful, uh, almost painting-like background, I started yeah. thinking about mm -hmm. all the places that are going to be on with us for Planet 90210 oh, on January. Yeah. You see where I'm going with that? On <laughs> January 27th. Good yeah. 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 I'm getting I mean, it together. You know, the great thing, and Jennifer probably knows this, she's traveled and, and, been, and been recognized uh, in other parts of the globe. I mean, have you been I recognized? Have, yeah. I mean, there's such a, a great, there's great international fans and we're going to broadcast live from LA at 12 noon, which puts it at 10 PM in Israel, nine in 9 PM in Italy. we got fans there. Then we got the European bunch. We got Germany, France, 
Poland, Holland. Then we got the UK and Ireland, Canada, Australia, Brazil, Argentina, Japan, Russia. Wow. And we got to have fans from all over telling how they got obsessed with this show. I mean, right. what does it say to them? Is it real? I mean, how is it relevant in all the different cultures? And it should be pretty cool, I have to say. And uh, we do have some swag with it, as you can see. I don't know if you got the, the show yeah. uh, store plug or Pete. But, yeah. Uh, but I just want to know, so Jennifer, you did travel. Uh, Tell us about being recognized internationally for the part of you, you were. I mean, you remember. I remember, well, I remember what we talked about this, but walking down the beach in Australia, I was alone. Um, I was acting in another show there, but I was alone walking on the beach and I got a Celeste, Celeste <laughs> on the beach in Australia, you know? Um, you're my favorite. It was the sweetest thing, but it really let me know the power. Was it, was it a guy? Was it a guy or a girl? It was a girl. Oh, okay. And so it wasn't Peter Goldsworthy. Right now, he'll be very happy. I was going to say that. it was me, but then I was like, "Oh, I can't say that." Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Perry, I want to know what you thought of uh, not just Celeste's dress, but all of the dresses here. That you told me before we came on that this these dresses are are in your brain; they're stuck in your brain, right? Yeah, this episode. I mean, this whole episode is completely ingrained. Ingrained. That was in the word. my memory um, for obvious reasons. It's obviously such an iconic episode, but rewatching, I mean, the dresses I've always remembered, but rewatching it this time specifically for the fashion was really interesting. I actually felt that 90% of them sort of didn't look dated. Um, maybe some of the hairstyling and the general styling, but I thought Celeste's dress was incredible. Mm. Um, I feel like I still see girls wearing that sort of spangly like flappery throwback now. I think that I wouldn't be surprised if I saw that in a current store. So I didn't think it looked dated. I thought it looked great. The scarf was a little dramatic, but it works. <laughs> yeah, it works. Dramatic. Yeah. Uh, and the rest of the dresses, I mean, Brenda, it was interesting that a lot of the girls wore such short dresses. Um, mm -hmm. I was in real time watching this. I was a bit young for senior prom, but I do remember seeing pictures of friends that also were a little bit older than me wearing short dresses. So that was interesting because by the time I got around to senior prom, everything was gowns. Everybody was wearing like extremely over the top, like wedding style gowns. Um, so I thought it looked really fresh to see um, uh, Brenda and Celeste in short dresses. I know Donna wore a long one, but that made sense because she was like the standout character of the episode. But I thought Celeste looked fabulous. And I thought, Jennifer, you looked amazing in that dress. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Where did the dress come from? Was it? Uh, did you have to shop for it? No, that was that was wardrobe. They found it for me. Yeah, Molly the, had to shop for it. Yeah, it was, must have been Molly, right? Yeah. No, no, it wouldn't have been Molly. She didn't start till college. It was the first one. Oh, I see. But uh, yeah. that Shannon dress drives me crazy. I think that's just so hot. The way the, the one that Brenda's wearing, that she's thing in there. Yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff in this. Go ahead, Chuck. You said something. Yeah, or it was, Diane, it was still Diane Kennedy because Diane. Oh, yes, yeah. Diane was great. Um, okay, Both but this, Jennifer, this episode becomes pretty iconic. Do you remember shooting all this stuff with Tori and um, the whole incident, the drunken prom falling and being a lookout? We talked a little bit. I about remember it. the whole thing. I remember guarding the ladies' room. <laughs> I remember. I remember. You know, prom before that, the dancing and the. Mm -hmm. 
And what was it like? You remember you there you were at this hotel in West Hollywood and you're out and exposed. Did the people who were coming and going in the hotel like watch and stuff? And do you have any I don't words? remember. No, I feel like we sat in rooms in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think well, I mean, we-, we were filming actually. Were they? It doesn't matter. No, just- no, no one was near us when we were filming. Right. We, we I once did a pilot in the in Hawaii at the Royal Hawaiian Hotel, and when they would the actors would look up, there'd be forty people standing on the other side of the the road, oh, yeah. you know, and something like that. I was thinking. No, this was it was completely blocked off, so it was just us. Um, after that episode airs, I mean, that one, and I'm curious for Jessica and Chuck, we did a whole Donna Martin Graduates episode somewhere a long time ago, but did that was that a, a huge explosive ratings night for you guys with this incident with Donna and all that? Yeah, yeah, the three, uh, the, the second highest rating we got in season three was um, the night to remember. That was that was number two and, and commencement because it was the finale was number one and, and in between was pretty high up too. those last three were, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not in my little bunker, so I can't look at my numbers, but uh, I, I, those were the highest in season three. And, and, and for Jennifer, because of that, knowing that it's one of the highest rated, is, do you immediately start getting recognized off of that episode or is, is or is it already happening from your other appearances? It was already happening from my other appearances. Yeah, yeah, it happened as soon as I was on the show. Yeah. Right. Do you have any any fun stories with that of getting recognized outside of the beach and and and, uh, and whatnot from that time period? Let's see. Well, you know, honestly, I I, I remember seeing Helena Bonham Carter somewhere. And I love Helena Bonham Carter. And I went up to her and I said, I'm just, I'm such a huge fan of yours. You're amazing. I just, I love your work. And she said, I love your work. <laughs> and I thought, oh, oh God. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. My first response was, is she lying? Like, what does she mean? <laughs> and then I thought, no, she's, she's seen me on the show. You know? Like, oh, that's great. So, yeah. I love that. that was yeah. a sweet moment. I have to say. Uh, Crystal G wants to know, if Celeste didn't wind up with Steve, who would you have liked to see her with? I just abbreviated your question, Crystal. Oh, who would I have? Yeah. Oh, goodness. I think that's Um, Celeste. If you want to channel your inner Celeste on that question. Yeah. Yeah. I think, think, you know, Brandon and I had had a spark. And I, I, I felt like we almost had a friendship, you know. Yeah, yeah. Even in, in that episode where flirting in the pool, yep. and I walk into the party and I'm alone. I went right over to him because he was the one person that I knew. Right. And I feel like he could speak very directly to me. What he said to me, you know, was, "If you're going to be jealous, Steve's going to drive me totally insane." Yeah. Like you can't, and it that's like a good friend. That's like a really good, a really good friend can say something like that to you, and you can turn it into action. Right. So I think, I think we had the raw material there. That would have been fun. 
Um, okay. And, you know, speaking on that note of radio days, Larry, did you have something? I, I was just wondering, uh, did you have any, much interaction with Luke at all? Because you did. I know. did. Yes. I, Luke was like the gentler, quieter um, person on set. Um, and we had just some nice talks. Like, but it wasn't, I never felt like either one of us went out of our way. It just kind of naturally occurred that we would be at the same place and um, sort of easily got to know each other. And then in later years, after I was on the show, I actually ran into Luke when I lived in New York. Um, and then we became friends. Oh. Yeah. Was he, was he on Broadway then? Was he doing the show? He there? was, yeah. yeah. That's, That's really nice. Yeah, I think he was doing Rocky Horror Show. Is what I'm, I'm trying to think. I think is what he was doing. I've forgotten. They at some point decide things are, you know, Steve's at college, and you know he wants to break up with Celeste, but uh, he's trying to in Radio Days. And here is this scene. You know, it's funny when I think about how we first met. <laughs> you and Brandon fighting over me on some silly game show. I remember how I really wanted that date. Just didn't give much thought to settling down, though. Mm. It's funny how things turn out. I guess it really was love at first sight. Sometimes I think, uh... Well, sometimes I think I'm not that type. You know, we don't have to go to that movie if you don't want to. Were we gonna go to a movie? <laughs> We can do anything you want. He's the greatest girlfriend ever. We can do, <laughs> we can do anything you want. Okay, that's the dream girl. That was 90210 code, meaning, yes, audience, these people are having sex as we're cutting away. I spent an enormous amount of time in public meetings and to the press defending the women on our show for be, for owning their own sexual agency and for saying, I want that. And for mm -hmm. saying to the audience, that's okay. Yes. So yeah. good job. Good yes, job, Jennifer. Did. Yes, we did. Yeah, exactly. You know what you wrote? You wrote a sweet sexy and slightly fiery character like she was sweet sweet and wanted sensual wanted him um wanted the great relationship but when he when he wasn't standing up for the guy he could be she gave it right back to him yeah. and quickly and wouldn't put up with anything and i loved that loved that yeah um and more kissing how was that kiss compared to the <laughs> the other kiss? You know what? I enjoyed it. was a good day at work. <laughs> good day at work. I'm sure Ian's going to love this. Um, okay, let's see. I've got another question here from A. Uh, Perry, do you have any questions you'd like to throw at Jennifer? Well, let's see. I I mean, not necessarily anything style related. I, I mean, I've always loved watching back. One thing that always stood out to me about the character of Celeste, and I, I'm curious if 
this is yours or not, but none of the characters on the show ever had any um, hair that had like, everybody had very straight hair. And I really found that the character of Celeste, not in that first episode, not in Perfectly Perfect, because your hair was like sort of done, but every other episode that you were in, you had like a curl or a wave. And I always found that you stood out to me when I was young watching the show because I had curly hair myself. So I was like, oh, a girl on the show with curly hair because everybody's hair on that show was so straight and so silky. And I loved that yours was a little bit bigger and like looked very natural. Wavy. Yeah, yeah it was a sort of yeah. like natural looking wave, which I really just related to. When I watch it back, I actually think it looks the most modern. Um, that's like still my dream hair. Was that your hair or was well, it style? MT asks, MT asks, how long did it take to perfect those curls before each day shoot? You know what? I have curly hair. I have very curly hair. A couple days ago, I got some keratin in my hair, so it's straight, straight right now. But my hair is curly. So and that was a that was a conscious choice. Yeah. Um, because everyone did have straight hair and my hair was naturally curly and I, and the character was coming from someplace else, right? This was a group of, of you know, people who were in high school together and I was working at a store coming from a different, I kind of wanted to show a, a different, a different side. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it worked. I love it. Uh, this keeps coming up a bunch. Chris Denunzio says, D uh, just remembering if she remembers telling Steve, don't forget where your bagel is buttered. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I forgot that. And I remember like driving to work that day going, how am I going to say that? <laughs> yes, I do remember that line. That's okay. Yeah. I've forgotten uh, it until now, but that's hilarious. Now, yeah. I forget. I'm playing with that line in the car. <laughs> uh, Jennifer wants to know if you have any favorite outfits or a favorite episode of scene from your time on the show. Huh. Um, I loved Perfectly Perfect, the game show, just because it was my first. Right. Um, the prom episode because it was because I felt like I was part of the group then. Like mm -hmm. I yes. Yeah. Did uh, Jennifer freeze? Yes. We... Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, so, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, turns on you and you freeze. This is <laughs> one. Hey, the bagel buttered line. And I think that's from Radio Days. Is that correct? Or which show is that from? Yeah, I'm I like, think it's. I think that's yeah. Richard Gollins then, maybe a Richard Gollins. Not that you should remember. That is a Richard Gollins good yeah, point. Richard right? Gollins. Yeah, he did radio this. It was a good script. I think it's a very strong one for him. I have to say the production of that was fantastic. I don't know if you've right. We used a lot of extras up there oh, in front. Because they were so worried that we were going to be displaced. <laughs> they let us look like a real television show there. You know what? The other thing I noticed, yeah, I, wish I, hope Jennifer's, I hope Jennifer's listening because – she serves up a volleyball like a real California girl. Did you notice that? Oh, she I saw that. Yeah. Slams it in. Well, that's the point. And Jennifer, I know, will confirm it when she comes back. You are not allowed to go to Stanford it, it, from being from California if right. you cannot serve a volleyball. That's exactly right. I have another right. clip here. Let's see what this clip is, and we'll talk about this, and hopefully Melanie can help uh, Jennifer uh, figure out what the issue is. Last, I came to apologize. Come on, don't run away. 
myself. Celeste! I'm really sorry for how I acted. I guess I'm sort of adjusting to college. It's like a period of transition for me. New friends, new life. Cell, that is not how I meant it. Steve, I accept your apology. Cell. Celeste! I'm really sorry. I acted like a jerk, I know that. What can I say? I was trying to score points. I was busy trying to be the big man on campus. Everything you accused me of was true. I wish there was some way I could undo it. You really hurt me. I promise I'll never do it again. You do, and you'll never score another point. Does this mean I can still see you? Uh, she is trying to get back in. She will be with us in a second. But uh, I don't know. Just for you guys, uh, Charles and Jessica, writing for uh, Celeste. What was that? What was that like for you guys? I go with Jessica. I think that what, in looking back on it, it's amazing to me how well she sold all these lines. You know, that's one of the. We, you can always hear it in your head. But when the actor delivers it, just as you dream that the lines are read, uh, it's wonderful. And she, this was a perfect blend of material and actor. The only thing I will say, and I hope she hears me say this, is that I think that Steve was an idiot to get to to fool around on Celeste, and she really uh, classed up the room. And. Yep. And the only part of the miscasting in casting Jennifer Grant as Celeste uh, uh, is the line where she reveals that she is a dropout, a junior college dropout. When in uh, yeah, JC dropout, she says, and this uh, the Stanford kind of comes through. Her breeding comes through. This is a smart girl, and uh, with uh, beauty and confidence and brains and. The uh, I was just complimenting you. I was saying that your beauty and confidence and brains come through, and Steve was an idiot, and uh, and I didn't believe that. The only thing I didn't believe about your entire uh, performance, and it wasn't your fault, um, is that you were not a JC dropout. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, we were talking when you weren't here. The uh, we were admiring your volleyball spike in that pool <laughs> in radio days. And, and Chuck said, "Chuck, can you repeat what so she hears?" What you, 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 you know, Jennifer, you were from California. Wait, I got to ask you because I was curious. Was it, and 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 this is very presumptuous, but was it Westlake or Marlboro that you went to? Marlboro. Okay, so especially <laughs> from Marlboro, where my niece also went. My uh, where my daughter went. went. And where, um, you're not a really allowed to get into Stanford being from California if you cannot spike a volleyball. So, <laughs> and, and this is coming from somebody who went to Cal. Yes, the other thing I know she did really well was you were able to drive a car in a scene away by yourself, which is pretty cool. You free right. drove, you know, not every <laughs> actor can do that. Yeah, I mean, that I, I you drive away, not every actor can not. do that. 
I noticed that you didn't put on a seatbelt. And I was surprised we got away with it because there were times when standards and practices. I tell you, Jess, I I know why she didn't. You didn't see her put on a seatbelt because this was some screaming effing arguments with Dan McDermott in the first three episodes. They figured out they were not shoulder ones. They were lap ones on the older cars. Got it. So So they put them on, but you wouldn't see it. Um, yeah, there was a lot of screaming over that, I remember that in the first season. But I want to say something, too, that that um, just to build on what Jessica said about the fact that, you know, the, the, the notion that you had this kind of not a patrician air, but certainly, you, you know, a lot of confidence there you were working at in retail. Mm-hmm. And you said those lines about, you know, the JC didn't work out, you know, the dropout, whatever. And I. Uh, and I too thought, well, I, I tried to then rationalize how does someone like this and that she's somebody, we're in the valley, we're not in the city, we're in a place that, you know, maybe there was a divorce in the family, maybe there's, you know, you're a child of an alcoholic, you know, there's something, it was, it made me want to know more about the character because mm-hmm. of the uh, incongruity uh, mm-hmm. that uh, you being there because we put you there, so... Um, but I understand exactly what you're saying, Jessica, but that's how, that was my thought process seeing it the second time. He was writing your whole backstory. You didn't know it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I it's love a little hearing bit late, guys. It was a little bit, I, I <laughs> know, with the fact that she's a dream girl and a dream girl is a mystery. We don't know anything about right, her. That's right. what's yeah. great about them. And you, you can never keep them. They go away and they have someone in Hawaii and you lose them. But uh, I, I, that's what I'm going with other underwritten. I truly loved when you finally break up with Steve and he says, whatever it is, he says, and you say, I can't stay yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. I have that. And that was so strong. And it was, I, I forget which one of. Let, let me play that for you. Wrote it. Yeah. Let me, let me pra- play that breakup. And sure. the, breakup is, the breakup is, you know, it's happens because of an incident where, which we're going to dive deep into this for everybody that's watching. Uh, exactly. right. yeah. So where Steve is accused of raping Laura, which he did not do. And interesting, it, you need the one before it to realize that he really was so insincere with her, not necessarily malicious, but just a horny guy and insincere that happens in the episode before it, which is why she feels they're a couple. Yeah. Right, and and this is where he, they, 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 they talk about this at the Peach Pit. <clears throat> you uh, need anything else? Just uh... Well, did you do it? Of course not. I just wanted you to hear it from me first. I know you wouldn't rape anybody. But did you sleep with her? I would like to be able to say no because it really didn't matter to me. But yes, I did. What should I expect from some guy I met on a TV game show? Hey, come on. You know how much I care about you. Even that first night, you didn't really want to be with me. And ever since then, you made me feel like I wasn't enough. Whether it was the way you talked about Kelly or Jill or whatever other girl you happen to be obsessing on at the moment. I tried to convince myself 
He's looking at them, but he really loves me. I really do love you. Not if you slept with somebody else. Celeste, please don't leave me. I have to. Uh, yeah talk to me about that shooting that uh jennifer in the in the breakup it was sad on so many levels you know because it was a fantasy relationship for a while right mm -hmm. um i did get the great heartthrob guy um even though there were issues you know it seemed it still seemed like it had the possibility until then, right? When you when you find out that your boyfriend has slept with someone, mm -hmm. just it does it. It does it. Um, and you know, as a woman, that had happened to me before, and that's it. Your heart is is broken. Mm. It's just broken, and you can't. You're out. You're out. You can't. You can't. T you can't will your body back in. Right. You, you can't override it. Um, and and I remember, you know. And then there's the bittersweet element of I know after I shoot this, I'm done. Right. Right. This episode means I'm done. I'm not coming back to play. Yeah. And I love this group, and it's been my first job, and I've had so much fun, and what an epic way to begin, and and. Um, yeah, it was sad on many levels. But you did come back at the for. But the, I also want to point out one other thing. This is for the just how I would see the situation. Getting to see it like this, this beautiful scene. What it always embellishes a scene sometimes is the underscore, and the underscore in that scene when you go back and see it again in the original is this. You know, uh, it, it is a ballot from like 1959 or 60, you know, wailing yeah. in the back, very sad about, you know, about love and the pain of love. And it, you know, and that was the care that we did putting in music, which you wouldn't see today. Just mm -hmm. had to point that out, that it did, that did embellish Good the point. scene for me. That was you beautiful. Know? You're right. It's still running in my mind, too. Uh, yeah. da, 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 da. Um, from an acting standpoint, where, are you using that? What has happened in your life at that point, or where are you going to get? Uh, oh, no, because once once we embarked on our relationship, that became a relationship. Celeste, yeah. I, I I was Celeste at that point. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, we were having a relationship. There was plenty in my mind from that. You know, I didn't have to go to anything else i'm sure my female instinct pairs it but it, it i was really having a relationship there. got it hey uh this came up a bunch too for for charles and jessica i guess um the people asking about what maybe keeping celeste's character in the show was there any kind of conversations about uh, and I know you. We will talk about you. You definitely bring her back in, in in season five. But was there any kind of thoughts on? Is there a way or any of that stuff? Or was it just kind of? Well, when we wrote uh, the beginning of season five, we we brought no, her she didn't bring, but We didn't bring her back in we season. Didn't bring five. her back. No, no. I missed the boat. 
Ayan comes back, but she comes back in Washington. But after that, season five, uh, she doesn't. Uh, we we have a, a meeting someone in uh, Hawaii. Ayan comes back, and the, uh, Steve comes back, and he he wants Kelly, and of course Brandon's with Kelly at that point. Right, that's right, and he mentions that he. Mentions but we do mention. I don't think I don't remember discussions because I, I, you know, we kind of, I, I kind of rode off into the sunset with Chuck. You know, I would have gone to Hawaii. I, I know. I mean, we thought we gave a good place to go. You know, we we didn't. You know, we didn't put you, we didn't put you like in Bushwick or something. But you just, you didn't bring her back to the show, but you do bring her back for this Mr. Walsh goes to, to Washington episode. Yeah, yes, um, so that, you have the John Sear stuff. It's just perfect at that point. You know, she comes back, and it all works into you know. Getting the John Sears stuff, it was pretty cool. You did. We we covered that and we saw that. It was, you know, a couple we weeks ago, the uh, famous three color bra scene and uh, yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, now a couple things here. Maggie uh, really confused things and things. You are Celeste, so she wrote, um, "How could you date John Sears after what, what you knew about him? Or what kind of guy he was?" So uh, I guess for Celeste, what are your thoughts as Celeste? Matt? I, I think I didn't know, honestly. Didn't know. Did they tell him? I didn't know. I wasn't I wasn't party to that info. Right. Yeah. I did not see him behind the scenes, you know. Um we had an outside relationship. So right. that was yeah, but you're right. I understand it. <laughs> uh, finally I came to agree with you. There was a revenge factor. Yeah. That's right. Uh, That's right. That was a motivation. I'm going to be with a different cake house guy. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. Not everything, you know. Not every time they go low, you have to go high. Not every time. <laughs> Once in a while, you got to spike the ball. <laughs> uh, Maggie also tells me that she likes my beanie, so thank you very much. So there you go on that. Uh, okay, coming back to do that. Uh, you get a call, I'm sure, to come back and be a part of this uh, this big season four finale. Uh, what was that like for you and being paired up with Paul? Um, again, always a pleasure. Exciting. Um, and... Huh, um, I think it was a little tricky, is the truth. It was kind of going against my my um, my grain. Like I really, I really had a thing for Steve, and I think that was still stuck in my mind. So, you know, to your point, Chuck. Yeah, I think it probably was revenge that can blind you, you know, to to being with with someone else. Um, yeah. Yeah. M mixed feelings about it. We're sadistic about it. I mean, we're not showing the clips, but in other words, that when John, uh, you know, when he, when he hit the, and made Steve go with the ball and made Steve go into the mud and like that, you didn't like, ah, you were just kind of watching it and you kind of, you know, felt for him too, but, you know, didn't want him to know a kind of feeling. I think you, you were able to carry off, if I remember. Well, that's tricky territory, right? It is. Yes, that's when there's two people that you care about, I mean, one people, the one person that you really care about and another who you're just, that's tricky territory. So I think um, there were lots of feelings going on. Yeah. Uh, Lisa wants to know, did you continue watching the show after you left? And, and yeah. uh, did you keep in touch with anyone, any, anyone from the show? Did you keep in touch with anybody uh, still? 
You know, I haven't. Well, I've seen Jason. Um, I saw Jason. I've seen, I probably, but I've just run into him places and it's always a pleasure. I've seen him a few times since the show. Luke and I were for a while, um, which is sad uh, mm. now, you know, but. Um, uh, you know, I still yeah. put a, a sweet smile to my face. Um, Shannon and I were friendly for a little while, but we didn't, we just never kept in touch. Right. It's yeah. tough in the, to do that. Uh, Jess says, we heard Emma and Jill say they felt like they had a real breakup with Brandon's character. Did Jennifer feel that way with Steve's character? I did. <laughs> yeah, yep. I was mildly heartbroken. I really, I remember leaving the set that day and getting into my car and not feeling, feeling like you feel after a graduation or after a big life event that you kind of, you've been building up to this day and then it happens and you don't exactly know what to do. I didn't exactly know what to do when I got in the car. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Interesting stuff. All right, listen, guys, I think we've covered Celeste uh, pretty good. I wanted to tell you, Jennifer, I think the world of you, and I told you this yesterday when we uh, when we spoke, just um, I think what everybody loves about you is what you brought to this role, you know, and, uh, and, 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 and while we all love the lineage of your family's history and all that stuff, it's your work. Your work in this series is absolutely phenomenal, and we just we just all love you. And I'm so glad that we've got this opportunity to hang out and chat with you about your memories and experience uh, working on the show. So uh, thank you for thank for you so much, Pete, and thank you, Jessica and Larry and Chuck, and good to meet you, Terry. And for everybody else, make sure now next week, Larry and I we're doing a special show. It is the uh, the bad dad, right? Yeah, Kelly's bad dad, uh, the late uh, John Riley, who died uh, this week, who played uh, Bill Taylor, and we've got uh, Ruth Livier, who plays uh, Kelly Taylor's half sister Joy, coming on. So she'll be with us, and we're going to dive into all things Bill Taylor and uh, do it as a celebration and tribute to the great work that he did on uh, 90210. And then the following week, guys, right, we're back for Planet 90210. I got to work on my words. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sayonara. You know. I, yeah, I know we got Argentina, right? I can say, don't cry for me, Argentina. Oh, and I love that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, the gentleman who's going to be on there is from Mar de la Plata. He's a beach town down in the south of Argentina. Sounds pretty good. Oh, cool. We're going to be visiting all these places on our Go world tour when we can travel again. Yeah. Before we leave, I also want we get a lot of questions about reboots and things like that. In March, we are going to do an episode of this podcast that's called The Writer's Room. And Charles, Larry, Karen, and Jessica doesn't know about this yet. And Jessica, (laughs) this was my way of inviting her. We'll write a movie in in an hour. Sit together and tell us where our favorite characters are are today from the writer's perspective. So that's oh, that's great. 
sometime in March, we're going to do that. So share right. oh, Tune into that one. Yeah, yeah we can, and we can bring uh, Celeste back. It's all, everything's up for grabs. I mean, oh, that, we're definitely that's definitely yeah, yeah, write that in there. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Working our way in. I mean, I'm, I'm keeping my notebook. That's it. My writer's room was always steal from the best, so I'm very happy to steal from anything you want to give us, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's all right, it. awesome guys. This has been a lot of fun, Jennifer. It's great seeing you, Perry. Always good seeing you and the Bye, rest guys. of you guys. Always Thanks, Perry. Thanks, all right, guys. Have a good one, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye.